Next up on Talk Zone is Corporate Talk with Charlie and Eva. Are you concerned about your job? Concerned about losing it? Concerned about not having the tools needed to reinvent your career or to reposition yourself in the workplace? If the answer to any of these questions is yes, or even if you just want to be a part of the workplace improvement revolution, then join the conversation right now on Corporate Talk with Charlie and Eva. Now, here are your hosts, Charlie and Eva. Hey, everyone. For the last show of the year, we're presenting the 12 best move yourself forward tips we learned from the fantastic guests we had the privilege of speaking with during 2019. So stay right there. We'll be back in 30 seconds with a fast-moving show. Hey, everyone. Charlie here. Did you know Eva and I have a really cool e-commerce shopping site? It's shopcharlieandeva.com. Check it out. You'll find custom designs that might just make a statement about you. And some great gift items, too. That's shopcharlieandeva.com. We're adding more designs every month, so be sure to keep checking back in. One last time, shopcharlieandeva.com. And now, let's return to Corporate Talk with Charlie and Eva on TalkZone.com. Well, Charles, believe it or not, we are finishing out a decade. Wow, that's crazy. It's crazy. And as we move into 2020, we wanted to take a look back, as most people do, at um, 2019, and we wanted to share with you our top 12 tips of the year. Right, um, because that's why we're here. That's why we're, we're here. We're to make improvements, yes. move ourselves forward. And so if there's any of these tips are interesting to you, you can always go back and listen to the actual segment. You can get on TalkZone.com. You can find us under business, and we are featured there. You can just take a look and listen to anything that interests you. Okay, and I'll just add one thing to that. You know, if if anybody wants the complete list, just email us, info at charlieandeva.com, and we will share the list of the 12 tips. Absolutely. So let's get started. Okay, we got to rush because we got a lot. We got a lot, right? So there's 12 of them. So let's start with the first one, question everything. I love it, right? And <laughs> it's always misunderstood that you're being negative or an interrupter, mm. right? Um, questioning everything to me is drilling down, doing the research, getting all of the information you need in order to make a decision one way or the other. And it prevents us from all too often just saying yes to everything. Well, and there's another thing that I want to add to that, because it's also about questioning where our beliefs are coming from. Because every time we think about something, typically that is old programming. And what I was starting to realize, especially this year, and actually after we did this show, I was kind of getting a, a better sense around this, is that a lot of times the beliefs that we hold dear come from people that maybe um, didn't have the best programming themselves, right? right? I mean, so a lot of times we will get programming from when we were kids. Somebody might have said something to us, um, and it sticks with us. Right. And so you really need to question why you're thinking the way you think. And um, it may be something like, you know, well, I'm not good at math or I'm not smart enough or I'm not a good speaker. All of that is coming from a different place, from a different time in your life. So maybe you were a quiet kid, but you're not quiet anymore. Or maybe everybody was talking for you because you were a little quieter from a really loud family. And I'll just say again, questioning everything doesn't have to come from a negative place, no. right? Or a, a, a non-trusting place. It's just to get you the information you need to make a decision. Um, to me, I look at that as a, as a leadership attribute. Um, in my book, um, Care, I wrote about one of my guys, right? Mm -hmm. And that was Patrick Henry, who really spoke in questions. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, I just think, and it puts the other person on their game too. Once you are looked upon as someone who's going to ask the questions, mm -hmm. which I think is important. And actually, I just saw something on the news today that I thought was really interesting and is in line with question everything. So they were talking about math scores for kids. Mm. And they found that in the middle of a test, if they just gave half a test 
and then stopped it. And then the kids talked positively to themselves and said, you can do it. I can do this. It's okay. They did better on the second half of the test. Really? Yeah. Just with that alone. And math is something that I hear a lot of people still to this day say, well, I'm just not good at math. When most of the time, that's just some old programming in there. And I grew up going to an all-girl Catholic high school. And so since it was all women, it just, I mean, nobody said they weren't good at anything. So there were so many women that were good at math. And those were the days when people would say, well, women aren't good at math or women aren't funny or any Mm -hmm. of that, right? So Mm -hmm. when we... So for our number one tip, we're saying question everything, question those beliefs, question your your limiting beliefs, question what you're hearing out there, and really drill down. And even to your last point, I, I will question my math skills. You should question your math skills, but I think you should question them the other way. Okay. <laughs> so the next one that I have is from Simon Sinek, and it's understanding your why. Very so complicated. Very complicated, but not so complicated, right? So Simon Sinek had um, a TED Talk where he talked about his golden circle. And the golden circle starts with the middle bullseye being why and then how and then what. So when he was talking about people and organizations, he said many organizations can always talk about the how and the what they produce. They have a very difficult time talking about the why. And when you come up with the why, that's when you make a difference. That's when you stand out outside of the crowd, when you really understand why it is what you do. So when he talked about Apple computers, he basically said their why is really streamlined technology that's easy to use, user friendly. You know, you've got a thousand or a million songs in the palm of your hand. They don't talk about their computers and how great they are. They talk about why, what you get from those computers. And the other thing is most people will say the why is to make a profit, and that is a result and not a why. I was just thinking that, you know, like, what do you mean why? I got to make money. Right. You know, or I got to get out of here. Right. Um, and, and thinking about this further, okay, um, understanding your why is the perfect point to reach out to a coach for. Mm. Like, why do you want coaching? I need to understand my why. How mm-hmm. can I help you? Well, I need to understand my why. It's not that easy. So that is a good thing to reach out and get help for because we'll kind of revert back to saying, well, I I don't know. I just need to get out of here. I need to make some money. Right. And what will happen is, is when you do that that way without really understanding what your why is, what you want to accomplish, um, who you are. We're going to talk about that a little bit later. um, You will fall into the same situation that you're already in. Yes. So the why is huge. And I remember years ago, and I wasn't even thinking in this way at the time, but I remember I was sitting with the owner of our company and he asked me something about our work that we were doing around consulting. And it was just a utility software that we were installing and implementing. And I just said, when I go on site, my goal is to make the client have an easier time. This is a utility software. It's not fancy. It's not bells and whistles. But my job is to make sure that their life is easier by the time I leave. Yeah. And that made a huge difference. And I wasn't even, I mean, that just kind of rolled off my tongue because I really, really liked what I did. And the next thing you know, I was traveling with him everywhere. (laughs) Right. And um, he wanted me on site with him everywhere because of that, because of what I said, because it was a different way of looking at what we did. That is a perfect example, and I have a quick one. Yes. So I was giving a, a train the trainer um, workshop at uh, BP, and there was a bunch of architects and engineers in there, and they were really introverted, hard skilled, really really intelligent people, and arguing back and forth over whose fault this was and that was, and I said, "You guys." can save lives with your engineering ability. You guys are responsible for the well-being of people building your structures. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that gave them a whole different perspective on what they do. And right. they felt so much more proud and empowered over their role. Right, and energized. So it's not easy. And sometimes it comes out, like you said, 
on the cuff, right? Right. Um, but it's very, very important to understand your why. And understanding your why brings us into our third tip, which was our conversation we had with Diane Huth about reinventing your career. And her big thing was learning to brand yourself, regardless of what you do and what level you are within the organization, learning who you are, why you do it. And also, because she really talks to people over 50, um, it's about really keeping up your skill set. So knowing who you are, why you're doing what you're doing, branding yourself, and really, really, really staying in the loop and learning new things and not always just kind of going back and sitting, sitting back in the old days about, you know, when you were at your, at the top of your game, right? You know, it's a whole new game now. I was going to say that number three, branding yourself is definitely related to number two, right? Uh, Know your why, because Mm -hmm. your brand is not your job description, right? Right. And um, that's very important. And the other thing we learned from Diane, and as you were just describing about, you know, staying in the loop, keeping your skills current, we're going to get into some of those tips um, later on. Um, so I, uh, we'll come back to them. Uh, but branding yourself, man, how critical is that? Because inside a corporation, you can fill any role that fits your brand, your personal brand. Right. And as a small business owner, it's a blank page, sky's the limit. You can pursue many different areas, right? Yes. And I know I myself came up with my own job description of being a liaison. No one ever talked about that, but I was the one that bridged the gap between accounting and IT. Yep. Excellent. And and prior to that, nobody was really talking about liaison positions, but that is what I did. That is actually what you did too. I mean, we were really good at that, being able to talk to both sides. And so really understanding how you fit within an organization or as an entrepreneur and what you bring to the table makes a huge difference. And learning how to brand yourself also makes a huge difference. And so um, I would highly suggest if you are over 50 and you are struggling looking for work, that this is a uh, one of the podcasts that you really should listen to. And the other thing about branding is um – it's a living thing. It's you're going to maybe evolve that over time and continue rebranding and Well, you have to. Right? Yeah, you have to. Um and that's another great area to get coaching on. Yes. Right. Yes, so those are our three tips for this segment. We're going to go ahead and take our first break. This is Corporate Talk with Charlie and Eva and we will be right back. This is Charlie Labasco. If you're working on a development project practicing agile methodologies, this message is for you, regardless of your role on the team. Agile is a faster, smarter, and more efficient way to develop and deliver continuous results. If this is not happening in your agile environment, reach out right now. My agile coaching and certification training programs empower you with agile skills that encourage collaboration, increase productivity, and even improve overall team morale. Now that's making a difference. I say, become Agile certified the right way, regardless of your role on the team, and then watch what happens. Reach out right now to charlie at charlieandiva.com and let's continue this conversation. Your future is counting on you. Let's get back to Charlie and Eva for more corporate talk on TalkZone. All right, guys. Welcome back. Segment two, we're going through our 12 great tips from 2019 from our great guests. Uh, three down. What is that? Nine to go. I do question my math skills. <laughs> yes. It's nine. Okay. So for tip number four, we're going to go back to um, our friend Carla Fagan, who was teaching about stop blaming others for your feelings. Yes. And this is huge because so many times we feel like if someone else would just do something a little differently, like if this person would stop doing this, if that person would stop doing this, if this person at work would stop being a bully, then I'm going to feel okay. And I loved Carla's message because it was really around starting to look at what it is that we're doing with ourselves and how we can start looking at what part are we playing in all of this, because, you know, people can say whatever they want to us. It's us that reacts to it. Right. 
Right. So what does that mean? We have to digest everything Mm -hmm. before we sling blame. Well, I think we also have to look at if we're feeling miserable to really start looking at why we're feeling miserable. Right. And to start looking at where are these feelings coming from? Why are we feeling this way? And stop blaming everyone else around us and start looking at what we're doing. Now, that's not to say that someone in your life might not be toxic and you need to cut them out. But first, you have to do a deep assessment on yourself. No, right. Of course. And stop blaming others for your feeling. Another example of that could be, you know, I'm working in my, you know, get nowhere job description or my I could barely keep my nose above water job description. Mm -hmm. And that's not really who I am. Maybe I need to work on my brand and stop blaming my boss or my job. Mm -hmm. Right. So uh, they all are kind of all intertwined here. Isn't that Yes, they really are all intertwined. And that's what I loved about 2019 because everything was springboarding off of each other and we hadn't even really planned it that way. But I love that it did that because, um, you know, with Carla, when she was talking about stop blaming others, it's really about empowering yourself to take action. Yep. You know, it really is about empowering yourself, taking some action, looking to see what you can do to improve your situation. Right. And your another, another example of you are the leader of you. You are the leader of you. That's exactly right. Which then springboards into our tip number five. Um, underlined, highlighted, and italicized. Yes. <laughs> um, this is from our friend Nicole Kelly, who talks about sociopaths, psychopaths, and everything else in between. And the message is know who the bad guys are. Know who the bad guys are because sometimes bad guys look like good guys. And I really, at first, you know, when we were talking with Nicole and we were thinking about having her on the show, I was kind of like, mm, I don't know. Um, her story was pretty compelling, but I wasn't so sure about it. But then the more I dove into it and the more we talked to her, I thought this is really such an important topic because sociopaths and psychopaths are out there and we tend to kind of, we, we tend to actually promote them because it's the person that doesn't have a conscience. It's the person that doesn't have empathy. It's the person that will do whatever it takes to move forward because they really don't have any feelings. And we've always supported that typically in corporate environments. Now it's starting to turn around the other way because people are seeing that this is really toxic, but it's so important to understand and see who the bad guys are. And one of the ways to do that is to kind of look at how am I feeling around this person? Because sometimes everything looks great on paper, but actually the way you're feeling around it, your gut is kind of telling you uh, -uh, something's off here. Something is off and you need to dive a little deeper into that. Right. Um, This is another podcast that can only help us learn more about this topic, right? Because they're all around us and in fact, it's us as well, right? So we want to make sure we don't fit those behavior patterns. Well, if you start questioning, if you have those behavior patterns, then that's no, you're not a sociopath or a psychopath. A sociopath or a psychopath will never, ever question their own behaviors, very rarely. And, and then they're not truly that. So the sociopath and a psychopath, basically, you know, the only difference between them is the psychopath will actually, you know, they don't even care if they take someone's life. Jeez, so the okay. only thing they're really concerned about is that they might end up in prison. So they're not really concerned about you, your feelings. You know, you'll see it. You'll see. I've, I've, I actually saw a little bumper sticker the other day that said, F your feelings. Right. So it's really about that. They really don't care about your feelings. They have no empathy. It's always about moving forward, getting more, moving ahead, being in the spotlight, being the one that everybody looks at. And absolutely, there's no guilt, there's no shame, there's none of that. And there is a lot of people out there like that. And we have to be very, very careful. Yeah, so the, the you know, the the labels attached here, um, sociopaths, psychopaths, might be a little extreme. But we need to be aware, not from a paranoid state, mm-hmm. but just in general, are we being bullied, led, or influenced by people with this type of behavior pattern, we need to adjust that. 
Well, and you see it a lot when you hear about different cult leaders, right? There was, you know, especially like in the 60s and 70s, there was a lot of cults. I mean, they're still out there, but they weren't as, doesn't seem as prevalent. Like even a Charlie Manson, right? People just blindly followed him. You say that like you knew him. Well, no. Well, everybody knows who Charlie Manson is, right? So, I mean, maybe not young people so much anymore, but those of our generation know who Charlie Manson is. And, you know, People blindly followed him. So we have to be careful that we're not just blindly following and following bad guys. You know what? It's an easy, it's too easy or women of a strategy to do that. It is easy because they're very compelling. You know, when you hear them speak, they just make sense. It just seems like, you know, they're just so strong. They're just so, you know, confident and you feel like, Wow. I mean, it would make sense for me to follow this person because this person just exudes confidence. They exude charisma. But the reality is that there's nothing behind that. Yeah. No, I agree. Um, We need to know who the bad guys are. We need to know who the bad guys are and to be very conscious of that there are bad guys out there. And you will get into a path of a bad guy and they don't. I think the biggest takeaway from Nicole Kelly's segment was that. She said, you have to be careful because they don't think like we do. So we always look at people from a context of, well, I would not do that. I would not hurt this person. I would not do X, Y, Z. But bad guys don't have that same thought pattern. They don't care. And you have to look at people from this context of not everybody thinks like me. Not everybody's careful. Not everybody's worried about somebody else. Right. It's not in my league. I can't compete. I'm not interested in with a, with a strategy to work with. I just need to, um, detach myself. You have to detach from it because that really is the only way to get away from it. You can't really fight it, especially because you don't have that same lack of empathy, guilt, shame, right? So you can't fight that. So you have to move out of its path. You have to move out of the path. So I thought that was a a really, really important segment and one that people should really become more cognizant of, especially in the workplace, because it can be it can get very toxic in the workplace. And people that tend to lack empathy or sympathy, but can play the game very, very well, tend to get promoted. And you have to just be very, very cognizant of those folks. Um, I agree. And um, taking us to our next guy. Number six. Number six. I love this guy, Stanley Robinson, the quit doctor. Um, know when to quit and even consider making quitting a strategy. And it's kind of related to, you know, number five in a way, right? If you it need is. to detach and look the other way or go somewhere else. Now, what, what Stanley Robinson's thing is, um, you're not a quitter. No. At all, right? You're in there. You're bringing your A-game every day, doing the hard work. Um, but there comes a time when um, even if everything is working properly, mm-hmm. but you need to go higher to the next level, right? You may need to consider making quitting what you're doing a strategy to move up and start moving in that direction. Like, Right. What I liked also about what Stanley said, it wasn't so much always about just like, quitting the job or quitting your entrepreneurial venture that you started. It can also be quitting talking negatively to yourself, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. right? There was different strategies for it. So stop talking negatively. Stop looking to other people to give you direction. Um, And even sort of a play on the word, um, if you're going from job to job or to your point from relationship to relationship or issue to issue, maybe you should consider to stop quitting. Right. Right. That was good. Yes. Um, and that's what I mean. I just love this segment for that reason. Um, and that means it ties me back to question everything, understand my why. What is the decision I need to do here? Maybe it's me, right? Maybe mm-hmm. I got to stop blaming others and maybe I got to stop quitting. This is the fourth relationship I had in four hours, you know, maybe I need to uh, uh, 
rethink my strategy. I think that's a, a bit <laughs> crazy, but yes, I right. do. You have to actually rethink your strategies, rethink how you're talking to yourself, and also understand that quitting is not failure. It can be absolutely a proper strategy to take. I mean, it takes courage <laughs> for someone to write a book about that because first impressions are, you know, you're not going to be loyal to anything or anyone. Mm-hmm. You're going to keep pursuing your agenda. And it's exactly the opposite, right? Stanley Robinson's thing was, you know, be the best you can be, be the best teammate you can be. In fact, that's what drew him to us, the shared leadership theme. Um, just understand that quitting is not about failure and it could be a strategy as well. It could be a strategy. I think it's it, it gets a little bit complicated because sometimes you also tell yourself, you know, well, I'm really in it to win it, right? I'm in it to win it. I'm going to do whatever it takes. I'm going to make it happen. But he's saying that is the correct strategy, but also look at the different components as, as you are moving toward that end game, as you're moving toward that goal. What are the different components and what pieces of those taking checkpoints fairly soon in the process to understand whether or not you're moving forward or you're just spinning your wheels. Right. He killed it because I um, said the same thing I said now, right? If you want to move on in your career and you're stuck in a job, you blink and five years go by maybe. Right. And he also was quick to point out, well, hold on, hold on. Um, you really need to understand that. That could be the perfect role for you. And you need to maybe quit jumping the gun or quit making those decisions if it's the right thing to do after you go through my checkpoints, mm-hmm. then it's an easy decision. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Really cool. Yeah. It was really good. So again, we were talking about stop blaming others for your feelings. Number five was understand who the bad guy is. Mm-hmm. And number six is learn when to quit and understand that quitting is not failure. Excellent. Yes. So we're going to go ahead and take our next break. This is Corporate Talk with Charlie and Eva, and we're looking back at 2019. We'll be right back. CARE Certification in the Workplace is the award-winning shared leadership training seminar that will revolutionize your career and position you as the go-to person in your organization, regardless of your job description. CARE is the acronym for Courage to Take Action Relevant to Everyone. This means your new workplace mission is to deliver results for the good of the company, but not at the expense of others. Up until now, CARE certification was only available through company-sponsored seminars. But now you can become CARE certified in the workplace on your own time. Order Module 1 today and begin the transformation. There's unlimited opportunity in the workplace today, provided you have the right strategy. Becoming CARE certified is the right strategy. For more information, go to charlieandeva.com. That's charlieandeva.com. Welcome back to Corporate Talk with Charlie and Eva on TalkZone.com. Thanks for staying with us, everyone. This is Corporate Talk with Charlie and Eva, and we are reviewing 2019 with the top 12 tips of the year. And we've already gone through six, so now we're on to number seven. Six down, six to go. We're zooming through them. So this was one of the ones that we really got into. It was with Rob Call, The Bottom-Up Revolution. And Rob has written a book about how we're moving from top-down leadership to bottom-up leadership. And Charlie and I have always felt that it's so important to understand that we can all lead from whatever position we have within an organization. And most of the times, the people on the bottom are the ones that are client and customer-facing. And so they're the ones that are the first line when it comes to profit because they are interacting with those people that are actually paying us. Mm-hmm. And so it makes a it makes a huge difference when we start understanding that when we respect all those opinions, not just what's coming down from the top, but also looking at what's coming up from the bottom and listening to what those guys have to say, it makes a huge difference. And then also understanding that we do have a say in how an organization it is run. It only helps with um, great ideas, right? And things like that. And you get more contributions from the people. You know, we were doing a workshop on the shared leadership model and this woman said, and in the audience said, but you know, I'm a house cleaner. Mm-hmm. And I said, perfect. You're the perfect example. So you, let's say you're cleaning the window uh, of a, of a office or a home and you 
notice some of the grout is loose or there's some fog coming in between the panes. You're now the architect. You're now the builder. You need to just, you know, of course, finish your job, but just bring that knowledge and information forward. You're one of the leaders of this team. And she said, huh? <laughs> I never looked at it like that, right? Well, and, and not only that, but also start understanding that going back to question everything, there's a lot of times that leadership doesn't understand what's going down at the different levels and needs to understand if you're seeing some kind of an issue or you're seeing a way to do something better, that it's important to bring that to leadership. Now, it's not around complaining and only complaining. It's around solutioning, too, and also really understanding that you know what you're talking about, really understanding what leadership is looking for, but also looking at moving that forward and giving them that information. In fact, everything we try to think, do, say, promote, and share is always about positive influence, Mm -hmm. never about complaining. And that's the whole point here, right? You can question everything um, without being negative. You know, another example of, of the bottom up revolution is we, you know, we were sitting in the meeting and the, uh, the bully who could be one of Nicole Kelly's labels for all we know was demanding that this certain thing that we were working on be done before Friday. And I asked the question, well, why does it have to be done before Friday? Give us meaning, give us a reason to stay overnight if we had to, because we would if it, we felt it was important enough. You know, what is the reason behind the, the request of staying and do whatever it takes to get it done by Friday, mm-hmm. you know. Um, and if the leaders or the people a little higher up learn to listen to the people at the bottom, so, so much toxicity goes away, right? They, the people will be able to move mountains for their leaders and the leaders can trust the team to do that. Right. That trust has to move up and down. Incredible right. show. Yeah. And we... Strongly recommend that podcast. Yes, we absolutely do. Mm-hmm. Which then moves us into point eight, tip eight, which was Elizabeth Trinkus and where we were talking about enough already. And I loved her message because what ha- happens is so many times, and I think this is men and women, women talk about it more, but men also have it, is you will think about moving forward with your dreams, but you'll say to yourself, well, I'm not thin enough or I'm not smart enough or I don't have this degree behind my belt or I don't have this or that or the other. And what she's saying is enough already. You are enough at this moment in time. Start moving forward with your dreams. You're enough. And so it seems like such a such a simple message, but it's actually a very deep message because we do hold ourselves back by thinking that if we just have one more thing under our belt, if we just can do one more thing. If we can just get our debt down or we can get our weight down or we can up something else that that will then be the point where we can start springboarding and moving forward when really that's just fear talking. Yeah. This is another one that's very tricky. Um, Oh, even thought in the beginning it was a play on words, but it really isn't enough already means to me, stop with my, negative um, sabotaging or Mm -hmm. my continuing to say I need to do this and need to do that, which eventually is nothing more than a diversion and a way to kick the can down the road to not have the courage to move forward. She's saying move forward. Hello. Well, and start moving forward. Take that time because what happens is what, what can happen is we can get bored. And so when we're bored, we do things like we fill it with, alcohol or going out or binge watching TV or eating. And so when you stop doing that, when you actually stop doing those habits, you need to fill them with something. So what's some goal that you have let go of that you're not moving forward with? Take that free time and start moving towards your goal. Stop telling yourself you're not good enough, smart enough, this, that, and the others. Use that time and move yourself forward. It's not only the time of thinking about it it's the it's the uh tasking around trying to be perfect right as a result of the thinking it's double the time it's double the time yeah absolutely 
So yeah, Elizabeth Trinkus, enough already. So then we get into nine. And that was Terry Novak about overcoming indecision. Hmm. And indecision, I actually loved this segment. You know, I loved all our segments. Mm-hmm. Let's just face it, right? I mean, that's, we keep saying that, but we did love all of them. We love talking to everybody. So when it comes to overcoming indecision, so many times we can't make a decision because we're listening to everybody and everything instead of listening to our own intuition. So what Terry was talking about was slowing down, slowing down the game, tapping in, starting to meditate a little bit because she had a health crisis and she was having a really hard time figuring out how to move forward in that health crisis. So she took, she was an IT professional. So she took her IT background and all those flow charts and everything else she was doing in IT and project planning and figured out a way to help her make decisions by moving more internally, um, meditating, you know, eating correctly, getting, getting in touch with herself so that she could feel when her gut was telling her this is the right way to move or that's not the right way to move. It really is cool. Um, in the beginning of our segment with Terry, I was like, oh, come on. So you're telling me you could make snap decisions. And as she explained why and how, it actually annoyed me because she was dead on. <laughs> well, and she was very confident she, in what she was saying. She was dead on. Slow down the game to expedite your decision making. It was really cool. Right. Um, and um, it does more than that because um, it – it's empowering when you speed up your decision making because you learn to trust your intuition. You feel, you feel like you can do so much now because you have the ability, you have the power. Mm-hmm. I don't have to ask everyone. I don't have to dwell on something. I go through my little, um, Terry Novak checklist and after a while it becomes, you know, second nature. Boom, boom, boom. Right. And I'm good to go. Right. Yeah, it really is kind of amazing because people kind of think, well, I have to keep going and going and go faster and faster and faster. When the reality is, is when we slow down and check in, we can make those decisions a lot faster and they're a lot more accurate. So in the workplace, right, Mm -hmm. a lot of what we discussed here, oftentimes we say yes to everything. Mm -hmm. So Terry's book and um, what she brings to the table has taught us that we can say no just as quickly. Right. And we could also share in the success of our company and work and career at the same time as saying no to a request if it's what our intuition is telling us to say. Right. So it's it's just a phenomenal message and tool to have. It is. And so we highly recommend also looking at Terry's podcast, listening to Terry's podcast about overcoming indecision, because we do get so caught up in that day-to-day, we get deer in headlights, we feel like we don't know which way to turn, we don't know what to do. It's that slow down, take a minute. You do not have to sit in meditation for an hour. You can take five minutes, you could take two minutes, you could take one minute and just check in with yourself internally. The other thing here is um, utilizing these tools and you're learning to trust your intuition quickly isn't doesn't mean you're always going to be right, mm-hmm. you know, and it means that um, if you haul back and dwell on something to make sure you're perfect, sometimes you would have been with your gut, but the variables might change by the time you're ready to make that decision. You know, it's tricky. You um, learn to trust your intuition Go through the checklist provided by Terry in her book, um, and um, well, and understand too that a mistake is okay. And a mistake can be made. You know, I was doing, I was interviewing at a big large bank, and I was saying that, you know, as as a team leader, I will make sure my team understands that it's a safe place to be. That the gun isn't at their head waiting to go off if they make a mistake mm-hmm. and the person speaking to me said and she was so nice up until that point she said wait 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 you're telling me it's okay to screw up uh, i said no that's not what i'm saying but you know um terry novak tells me to say 
it's a safe place to work and it's okay to make a mistake. That's what my gut is telling me to say. Right. You know? Right. Yeah. And so we're going to go ahead and take our last break. We are up to number nine. We're going to be moving into number 10. Stay with us, everyone. This is Corporate Talk with Charlie and Eva, and we'll be right back. Let's face it. Getting noticed at work can be tough. And if you're someone that struggles with anxiety when giving a presentation, voicing your opinion, or sharing your skills with other professionals, it can be even tougher. Hi, I'm Eva Levandusky, and I know how it feels. You have the confidence, yet when all eyes are on you, the fear can kick in. I tried everything from Toastmasters to hypnosis, and nothing helped. But in my search, I uncovered a secret. There was nothing wrong with me. I just needed the right combination of tools and support. So I developed my own program that teaches you how to calm the physical symptoms, stop the negative self-talk, and shows you how to confidently step into the role of leader, regardless of your job title. If you do the work, this program is not only effective, it's fast. So reach out to me at Eva at charlieandeva.com for a free 30-minute consultation. It's your turn to step into the spotlight. Let's get back to Charlie and Eva for more corporate talk on Talk Zone. All right, guys. Um, welcome back. Nine down, three to go. I feel like John Daly from What's My Line from the 1950s. <laughs> uh, we are up to tip number 10. And oh my God, this guy, Randy Zach, the energy that he brought to the table. Um, this is about marketing guru Randy Zach. Um, he provides and tells us to utilize technology and low-cost tools, uh, artificial intelligence. Use the technology that's available to move ourselves, our brand, our career forward. Well, and I really liked Randy's story because he was talking about how he had been fairly successful and then he lost it all. And he had to rebuild from the bottom up and he had no money to do so. And he started providing a lot of low-cost tools and tips for how to market ourselves out there that it doesn't have to cost a ton of money to market yourself, that actually you can use some low-cost stuff, low-tech even, to just move yourself forward. He did talk about artificial intelligence, but he was also talking about reaching out, emailing, asking people to be part of you know your your um, blogs and your podcasts and then doing the same in turn with them. Right. What uh, this, I strongly recommend this podcast because Randy was so cool about it. Um, it was, you know, okay, so we live in this chaotic world of social media and everything is a tweet or a two second read. Um, and Randy was explaining how it could be fun, positive, rewarding, easy, um, just by tweaking your thinking a little bit, right? Um, reach out to mm-hmm. someone in the field you're in that might have recognition um, and say, I would like to share, you know, some of your things on my podcast. Maybe I'm saying this wrong, um, but the way he described it was I was thinking the wrong way. I was thinking we had to spend money to make money mm-hmm. and it's just not true. Yeah. And it's just, it isn't true. Spend money to be recognized, spend money for publicity. It's just not true. I think the biggest tip and you hear this a lot. I mean, it's not just from Randy, but the biggest tip really to even think about when you're listening to this podcast is the consistency. It's just putting yourself out there over and over and over again. And we even sometimes struggle with that as well, but it's, it's, when you see people really hitting it, it's that consistency. They're just going out there and doing it over and over and over again, putting it out there. But also following Stanley Robinson, knowing when to quit a strategy when a strategy is not working, yeah. you know, pulling the plug on it, really understanding, you know, how to make a decision with Terry quickly. Novak quickly. Right. So when we're talking about marketing with Randy Zach, it's using all these other skills as well, but also being very consistent and using finding the tools that are low cost and just using them over and over and over and over again. You know, many of us are really good at what we do, but we're not good at selling it. Mm-hmm. Okay. And getting recognition or being known for what you do. And Randy shows us um, low cost 
social media techniques and tools to utilize. And he gave a few tips on this podcast, which we strongly recommend you go back and listen to that. Um, and take a day and listen to everything that's out there. there. But I just want to say again that I had no idea it was as simple as it is. I got caught up in the social media frenzy myself and the minutiae. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, so definitely, Randy, with the marketing and understanding low-cost tools and how consistency can really move you forward. And then we get to number 11, which this was a really energetic discussion that we had with Megan McNeely. It's about being well at work, and and Megan just has energy for days. She is super successful in her job, and now she has written a book called Reinvent the Wheel. It's a mind-body-spirit approach to understanding that being successful means you have to be well. And she was she was burning the candle at both ends. She got very burnt out to the point where she got rheumatoid arthritis so bad she couldn't hold a pen in a meeting and was actually keeping her hands under the desk as she was memorizing everything that was being said in the meeting, which that in and of itself is just crazy. But she ended up healing herself and now discusses with corporations a mind-body approach to not only yourself, but to work. Because understanding that if you don't feel good at work, you're not going to be able to perform well. And work does not support health. Um, and so we have to. Megan was off the charts, I, I agree. And we go back to our days in the workplace, you know, in the early mm-hmm. days when I'd be outside smoking and, you know, talking about work. Oh my God, I was here till 10 last night. Oh, you were here till 10? I was here till midnight. You were here till midnight. I wasn't here, but I worked from home all night. You know? Yeah, it was like a competition it to was, see who like was craziest. And not many of us are left. I don't mean working. I mean left in general. Right. Um, because we were not being well while we were working. It wasn't even on the radar. Mm-hmm. And I think part of Megan's energy is the fact that she was able to to drink this Kool-Aid. No, she was able was to late. heal herself. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, she was able to heal herself. And as she did that, she found that her career also exploded yeah. because she felt good. And when you feel good, when you're calm, when you're grounded, you can sit in a meeting and people get calm and grounded around you. That's what people don't understand. She was saying, you know, in the early days, she would be walking in, she'd be late, she'd have coffee, the coffee would spill, everything was a mess, she was frenetic, the clients would get frenetic. And now what she's finding is she's not drinking coffee, she wakes up, she feels well, she goes into a meeting, she's calm, she's grounded, the client gets calm and grounded. Yep. It makes a huge difference. People want to work with you when you're that way. People want to give you their money. They now trust you because they're looking at someone that's vibrating good health, that's in a good mood, that is on their game because they've got mental clarity for days. And it just makes for a great experience. And so really understanding how to take care of your body makes such a difference. And this is something that Charlie and I actually worked on this year. And we're finding the same thing. Suddenly, we kind of came up with all these different strategies that we had not been using before. And we've Lost weight, we're sleeping better, we've got better clarity. It's crazy. You know, we get, I always say we get to cheat, right? Because we get the benefit of the guests. Um, sometimes we get caught up in the minutiae and we get lost in the clouds ourselves. Um, and we realize that we have to continue to do the work. And um, I agree, we've been heeding some of the messages and knowledge from our guests and it has definitely made an improvement which is why we're here and which is why we share this right right Right. yeah so i would definitely recommend megan mcneely's book reinvent the wheel and if you have a chance go ahead and listen to that podcast too it was terrific and so now drum roll please very nice we are to our 12th and final tip and this actually is coming from us yes and it is about using improv in your life. So as we look back on the year and everything that you're doing, I want you to start using one of the first tenets of improv, which is the tenet of yes and. So you say yes to whatever is happening 
happening in front of you and then you add to it. So when you're working on an improvisation scene, if someone were to throw a ball to you and you just let the ball drop because you're not a ball player, that's the end of the scene. But let's say you're not a ball player, but you play along anyway and someone throws you a ball and you take the ball and you do something with that ball. So you say yes to the ball and then you add a little something to it. I invite you to do that with different situations in your day. And, and, you know, this is, again, the result of all of the other tips, Mm -hmm. right? You need to be energetic, well-informed, trusting your intuition on your game, and you need to be able to think on your feet, regardless of, you know, your role or job description. And um, by even when we go back to questioning everything, but not in a negative way, this is the power of yes and, not necessarily no but, right? Right. So it's really cool. Well, and I gave this workshop at a local high school, and it was very, very fun to see what some of the kids were saying. And my, one of my favorites, I had two favorites, but one of my favorites was, I hate leftovers, but I said yes to the leftovers, and it was good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it just made me laugh. But the best one was a young woman that was a little bit more on the quiet side actually started speaking to someone over the weekend when she said normally she would not talk, and she had gotten a job from it. The person offered her a job, and she was so excited. That was a little jewel that snuck up on us. That was a little, it was a big jewel that snuck up on us. Yes, it was great. And so, and, and all the kids had different, different experiences, and some of the teachers that were also in the room had done it as well, and they had some great experiences. Yes, and really, really opens up your world. And just think about that again, right? Um, a high school workshop. The power of yes and in an improving uh, class and the person actually did the work on her own outside um, the workshop and got a job offer from the interaction. Yeah, it was terrific. It's terrific. <laughs> so there you have it. Our 12 best move yourself forward tips for 2019. Excellent. And it also recharged us because we went through them again ourselves. I loved it. <laughs> yes, we did. So do the work. Stay open. Stay healthy, keep learning, be agile, and remember YouTube is your friend, and we are your teammates. Excellent. And if you want the list, info at charlieandeva.com, and we will send it to you. So everyone, please have a happy holiday and a wonderful and prosperous 2020, and we will see you next year. Bye, guys.